Hello again, it's your boy Jarud, back on the Unemployed Podcast, ready for an April Fool's exclusive. Today's regiment has to do with a man that goes by the name of Slappy Smith. He came, he slapped, he cried. Now, not to say a man is not entitled to his emotions, however, I think in this late age of 2022, we'd know by now that a woman can fight her own battles. Yes, I'm talking about you, Jada Pinkett Smith. Fight your own battles. Okay, but seriously, like, why is this black-on-black crime still happening? Since when? Did we ever have a problem with Chris Rock, Smith, Slappy Smith? All of a sudden, we're getting handies. Now, I am not even going to bring up Jada's scandalous uh, endeavors for the past, what, like two years? I don't know how long she's been in the press. I genuinely don't get myself involved in things like this unless it truly is bringing down well, to be honest, it just doesn't look good. It don't look good for black people. No, it doesn't. I thought we were all on the same side. Now, Chris Rock, I think I read he was like 56, 53. A prime, a prime spectacle at his age. He is still popular, yet he is old. And he is black and he is wealthy. And he was employed at the time of his assault for the Oscars, presenting an award that was, might I say, pre-approved by the Oscars. And for someone, anyone, especially Will Smith, another black man, to assault him in the midst of, of an actual funny, funny gig, a funny gag, I was having a laugh. And to ruin it, to sour it. With poor sportsmanship. Everyone gets gnawed at at these things. Why are we upset? Everyone gets their pickings. It's not just you. I'm sorry, I'm going back and forth in between accents. I can't hold a steady one. It's my borderline personality disorder. As you know. Because I am Gerald today, right? (sighs) Some may say he was out of line. Some say she could have stood up for herself. Some say. For the ones who have suffered from alopecia. We'll stick it to you, Chris Rook. 
We'll stick it to you for what? What does Chris Rock learn from all of this? He only gets more famous. You've just supplied that man with the next 30 years of gags. So, Slappy Smith. We say farewell to Will Smith because we now know you from here on out. Slappy. Poor Slappy. He didn't mean it. He cried after. He came. He slapped. He cried. And we bid you farewell. We do not need to be in your business. But, um, really though, I just wanted to point out that it's never okay to insult someone who is doing their job. Come on now. He's making his money. He's doing what he has to do to put bread on his table for his family. You know what I'm saying? Why Why are we attacking people in the middle of work? I would know. I've personally been attacked while working. And um, it's not fun, you know? My feet hurt. I'm tired. I just want to go home and smoke. Why am I being provoked? These days, everything is just up for grabs on social media. And, I mean, I wish I could broadcast the things that happened in my life and make money off of it, you know. Just, this this content's not for free. But um, then, I guess I would just... I would give myself to social media and social media they're no you're no longer a bystander watching these things you actually have a say in the circumstances and consequences so what exactly is going to happen to Will Smith's career we could only assume that this is a downfall for him uh everyone's pretty pissed at him majority of black people I'm gonna say um you know what? No, I'm sorry. Let me let me strip that out of it. Because to be honest, these people are very iconic, not just for being black. And the truth is, is everyone's disappointed in him. I've gotten a couple. I thought a couple of. I thought, actually, I thought a majority of women were going to be on Jada's side. But for the most part, everyone is just astonished with. Why you slap a funny man? Like, what's the point? What's the point in doing that? So we're back to social media and everyone's just like, what is this nonsense? What is the government trying to hide from us this time? Because you know this is all stunt. Whether it's real or not, it just comes down to the ethics of it. Do you want to be the person who's in the crowd cheering on someone who just assaulted them? Or do you want to be the person who says, Will Smith, get the fuck out of here. Get Stand up, get the fuck out. It's not cool, bro. And these are the sides we have on social media. Some people are saying, Will Smith, get the fuck out of here. And others are saying, wow, I can't believe Chris Rock did that. And social media, you know, everyone has a right to their opinion, but when it comes down to it, how influential 
are how influential is Instagram becoming? How influential is Twitter becoming? And I mean, gosh, everyone saw the catastrophe of Trump's presidency through Twitter. Lord have mercy. That was just a disaster. But where does it stop? Because to be honest, I'm starting to get afraid. If social media is this influential, if the government begins to not to say in an even an evil way, but if any politician, which they already are, but if they 100%, maybe they already have it. Sorry, guys, I like to have conversations with myself at the same time as speaking. If the government is in the middle of taking on full control of the internet, I mean, do we even have a voice there? Social media has become our source of freedom, essentially. We feel like we can move mountains with it, as long as we have the majority on our side. I say we loosely, because I try to separate myself from you people. And I'm only making this podcast because my boyfriend asked me to. I mean, because I'm Gerald, anyways. So where do we stop it? Do we stop it with taking down Will Smith's career? Sorry, Slappy Smith's career. Do we do we stop it when we feel like we interfered with too many wars? Ukraine. Not that, you know, anything's justified on Russia's part. They're, they've always been u- unanimously known as assholes in this world. Gosh. But where does it stop? I think one day we are all going to be smothered by the new version of flogging. Forget catapulting tomatoes at the loco whore thief or I don't know fool. You don't have to do that. You can just take your little fingers, write something controversial, and press send. Or make a draft and save it for later. But all of that in the end, at least is something that might be unfathomable. I mean, imagine a world where everyone is judging everyone. Every every little thing you do is criticized. And you get chastised. And you just, you can't breathe. You're just suffocated. Flogging every day. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is such a thing. As Black Mirror. And I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Most of you probably should have. Because Netflix probably has. I don't know. 3 million. Sorry. 3 billion subscribers right now. Gosh. They make me pay so much money. Either way. On Black Mirror. I think it was season 3 episode 1. Called. Er. 
already forgot. But I'm sure once I describe it, you'd be able to find it. But season three, episode one, featured someone that actually I'm pretty sure a lot of you know I'm terrible with character names. But she's a pretty redhead with big boobies. You know how I like myself. Pretty girls with big boobies. So, essentially, she lives in, I guess, a utopian world. Lord of mercy, what is perfect for us at this point? She lives in a utopian world where everyone is raided, so to speak, every second of every single day. To the point where you can't even publicly frown. You can't even publicly frown. If you get hit by a bus, you better be smiling. You don't want your rating to go down. Once you get out of the coma, you want to have somewhere to live. You want to have a job. If your rating went down low enough, you are unable to access the building you worked in. If you didn't like your coffee, the person who served it to you, they could rate you lower. If your boyfriend just cheated on you, but he's superiorly loved by everyone around him life's over for you fuck you you know so in this world she grows tiresome of trying to climb rake because that's the only way she can get a promotion at her job is to just climb these social credited ranks and She travels like 24 hours to get to someone who is superior to her, their wedding. And when she arrives there after a gruesome travel to the point where she's just in rags, it was just the most absurd events that happened. She just realized none of it was fucking worth it. And she had a mental breakdown. And I was just like, God, this is exactly what's going to happen. And then, like, after I watched this episode, I found out that, oh, this is already happening. China is in the middle of creating and perfecting a social credit system, which will discredit you to the point where you can't even take your children to certain schools if your credit is low enough. Not just credit, like in America, social credit. If you have too much debt, if you buy too much alcohol, if you have too many speeding tickets, if you are not a perfect person, guess what? You won't have even remotely a good life. (sighs) And I think we all owe this to, well, to be honest... Overpopul- overpopulated areas in the world. Sorry. I'm tired. The population of this world is so incredibly high. Of course they're trying to get rid of us any way we can. Of course they want us to die any way we can. Isn't that how it's supposed to be anyway? Survival of the fittest? But, oh gosh, sometimes I feel like when I put over my blanket and I, and I crawl into bed, I'm like, I feel so safe. It's scary. 
this feels too nice and I'm blessed to have these things but at the same time just living in America it's just so I mean you know I don't have everything that I want in the world and um gosh I'm just happy to have heat maybe I'm feeling too humble but there are worse people in worse situations and just when you think in America because we have this high expectation to be rich just when you think you couldn't be lower no one actually goes to seek or tries to help anyone who is quote-unquote considerably less but the truth is is overpopulation in this world is causing these social credit systems it's causing shit it's causing cancer it's causing us to eat genetically modified food it's causing us to literally be just on top of each other to the point where I'm suffocating. I need to, like... Well, this is also a New York problem. People probably don't feel the same in the Midwest. I need space, though. But I suppose this is just our part of history. I'm rambling now. But this is just our part of history now. This is our age. This is what our problems are. Before it was pollution, you know, because they've really fucked up the earth in like 1990 beforehand, or was it 1980? It was like the smoggiest fucking, smoggiest fucking air they've ever seen in New York City because of industrialization and no one was cleaning up after their own shit. (sighs) But too many things just happen at once that we really don't look at the big picture sometimes the government controls us we actually don't have a say and the truth is we might not be able to do anything about it the only thing that we can do is just try to live our lives and maybe that's why we give ten dollars every few months to a charity of your choice that end up ends up going to somebody's filthy pockets because of slush funding but you know we try to do that even if even if we feel less fortunate we go to restaurants in america we see people around us who are thriving so we still have hope and we don't feel less not yet because well we have homeless people to look at and to realize you know we're still fortunate if you're not homeless you're quite fortunate that's how it is in any world but the truth is, is there are still far worse situations. So how do we get out of it? It's hard to persevere these days, it seems. So people in China are suffering with social credit systems that literally allow you to not have any mistakes in your life. And then American people are probably on their way to the same thing because of how influential china is becoming but in the midst of all of that where we're just worried about slappy smith and it's kind of frustrating 
there are too many things that I want to get done. And I don't even know how to start because we were never taught how to manage our own lives in school. No, they they wanted me to sew a pillow. Which is cool, you know. I probably should have learned that at least so I can be able to do my own clothing or something. But I thought it was a little bit presumptuous for them to even consider me in that class. You know? A cooking class. Of course, they offer it to the boys too. But who's in, who ends up being in the class anyways? Majority girls. And then what? what else? Oh, history. I don't know. Something in me was like, this shit's fake. All I saw were white people doing great things. I was like, I don't know. Something's off about this class. I was right. Always trust your hunch. (laughs) And where has it brought us? I'm surrounded by so many motivated people and yet unmotivated people. It's like some of us don't even know what to do anymore because we're stuck in this limbo of just having to pay bills and having family members we can't even really depend on, especially in communities of, well, black people and Spanish people, depending, and some white people, but not all. Majority of the white people definitely have a little bit more, well, money to rely on. And you really come to that realization when you're in that certain circumstance. I worked with elderly people. I worked, sorry, I worked for elderly people. I was the one taking care of them. I was the one living in their house with their family. Do you think I really worked and lived in people's houses unless they were wealthy? It's sad to say, but no matter what's in your way, you know, you just really got to persevere. It's really hard to come out of. It's like a smog. I think this is like the second time I use this word, but it's exactly how it makes me feel. It's a motherfucking serious fog. <laughs> you you just, you only see forward. You just keep going. You, you don't really look back. You don't really look at what you can fix or what you can do in your own life and you listen to everything else that's going around you and it's taking up a majority of your time and you have a hard time figuring out to how to differentiate the things that you need to get done in life and the things that you should ignore more because everyone for a majority of us we're caught up in like this world where consumption and instant gratification are just so common it's just hard to get past for some people it's really easy you know they have their shit together they're able to get things done and then they have other faults in other areas probably like being social or something or unable to love who knows you know you you know your own problems you own your own problems and it really does take time to come to that realization because the truth is is we shouldn't be focusing on things like slappy smith we shouldn't be focusing on social social media we should really be just sitting down and trying to figure out what we need to do so that we can get it done and it's been really hard to motivate myself lately just because of 
so many changes, but I'm just trying to go with the drift and trying to stay steady in the things that I really value and the things that I know that I need to get done. And then also thinking about the future, thinking about the things that I could start setting up like breadcrumbs so it could lead to the loaf, you know, trying to put bread on the table. with a it's with a heavy head that I talk about this that's not that's not the correct saying I don't I'm the worst at fucking sayings I make up my own quotes but for real though it's just like where do we go from here when you're in that that middle space of so many opportunities and possibilities and you're finally at a point in your life where you realize all the things you've done wrong and you realize all the things you can do better. When you finally get there, because it's extremely difficult to come to this point in life and I realize that I'm in it right now. How do we how do we keep going? How do we stop getting distracted from the outside world? Because I'm surrounded by it literally every second of the day and I just can't breathe. Being social is, you just, you rely on it so much you don't even realize it. And social media is just killing me. Slappy Smith, you are killing me. He came, he slapped, he cried. I don't know if you guys get that joke, but it obviously comes from he came, he saw, he conquered. Something like that. I came, I saw, I conquered, whatever the fuck the quote is. And I say that because honestly in life, all of these opportunities that are in front of us, we never really take grabs for it. We don't even know how to hold it in our hands carefully and Get it to the fucking next door. You know, we come from one point. We can't even make it to the next. And I want to open more doors of opportunity. I want to be able to go into the world and say, I did this. I created this. This is for my own fruition. That's why I have a magnet on my fridge that says, what does it say? I'm genuinely, I'm so blind I cannot see it and I'm literally only 15 feet away from it. But it essentially says, at the end of your comfort zone is where you find growth. Some shit like that. And that's what I just want to do. I want to get uncomfortable. I want to be able to test myself. You have a lot of, you see a lot of people who are like gym heads and you see a lot of people who are, or you don't see a lot of people who are still in school to this day because they're like doing crazy shit. I have a friend who's in the middle of going to vet school. I haven't seen that nigga in years. I talk to him sometimes and then like I might get together with him like one day out of the year. He's always gone. 
he ventured out, he never looked back. And I can't even blame him. And I don't even want to tempt him. Oh, come back. I don't do that anymore. Because you know what? Honestly, he needs to just be out there and he needs to live his life. And become a vet. He's still in the middle of that shit. Been in school for like motherfucking eight years. I'm like, oh my god. That's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. How long is it? 2014. He's been, sorry, he's been there for six years. That's still a hell of a long time. And I still have friends who are in school. And that's great. That's good for them. And sometimes, uh, you know, I'm envious. I'm envious that they're in school. And I want to be in school too. I just never knew what I wanted to do when I was there. And I never aimed at something. And finally, I'm just like, you know what? If you aim nothing, you go nowhere. If you aim at nothing, you go nowhere. And I'm just trying to direct myself into the right place and get my shit together. And sometimes, you know, if any of you people listen out there and you don't have at least one person telling you that you can do it and you can and you can really become something in this world, if you'll have one person who's at least saying that to you, move. Run away. Swim away if you're in Cuba. Seriously. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously, though, get out of there because that is not the place for you. And that is a word from the wise because there's one thing I learned in this life. It's that you genuinely have to surround yourself with people who you can see yourself becoming. Like, it doesn't even have to be someone who's older than you. Right now, I have a friend who is in Albany University. I'm not going to base my life off of her success, but she's out there and she's trying. I want to do that like her, you know? And it doesn't even have to be about their, the material success that they'll have in the future. I have a friend who is amazing at, like, expressing herself with art. I want to be just as expressive as her. I want to be able to convey the things that are on my brain into tangible art pieces. That's just amazing to me. I've recently found out that I'm able to draw. In my entire life, I didn't think I could draw. Because my entire life, I told myself I couldn't draw. And my entire life, well, for a majority of it until somewhat recently, I was surrounded by people who didn't believe in me. And you really have to be surrounded by someone, anyone, anything that can look up at you and see you as something that could be something. Not even not even see you now and accept you as you are because you know that's nice and all. But they have to really see you and understand the things that you can become. Because how else do you unlock that part of you? How else do you conquer and persevere? Unless someone is believing in you. Unless someone's on your side. They don't even have to do any work. They just gotta believe in you. Oh my god. And thank you for coming to my sermon. God, that's corny. Look, I'm just gonna make this short. Because I've been on a ramble for some time. <sighs> I'm gonna bring it, I'm gonna bring it full circle. I don't, I don't blame you, Will Smith. <laughs> like he needs my approval 
<laughs> I don't blame you, Will Smith. <laughs> I just I just want you to understand that we're just all in this together. <laughs> we're all in this together. Hand in hand, make your dreams come true. Um, no, for real though. Slappy, uh, Will Smith. You don't, you don't have to be aggressive. Because the truth is, is we started from the bottom, now we're here. We started from the bottom. Now the whole team is here in the words of our father, Drake. If you truly can't understand that Chris Rock is on your side. I mean, I understand. Maybe they had some beef or whatever. But come on. If he's not your friend, then he's at least your enemy. And you know what they say at the end of the day? If you have haters, then you're doing something right. And I'm ended on that note. All right, you guys have a good night. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk because I went on a rant, but at least we came full circle. And uh, I'm in 33 minutes and I'm going to end that on a good note. Have a good night and have a blessed year. Bye.